Bam! Welcome to this episode of Bonus Barrel. My name's Rob, and with me today is Seiji. Hey. And Marshall's not here with us today. He might be what? dead. He could be dead. But you know what? I don't. I don't want to say Marshall's replaceable, but we we have replaced him for today. And we have a new person. His Hello. name is Jeff. Hi, wait, 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 what? We have Jeff. This is Jeff. I'm Jeff. Hey, he, Seiji. He has a beard. Hey there. And yeah, so Marshall's. He'll be back. He's not gone forever. I don't think. Well, either way, we have Jeff today. We'll see you next week. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if he comes back. So, today is a, a news a news day. We have some news to discuss. we got some pickups. We have a cover analysis. This is the first official debut of our cover analysis. We'll talk about the old one when we get there. And a, a few letters from the past, from a PlayStation magazine. So, why don't we get started? What's a PlayStation? <laughs> is that the Nintendo PlayStation? Uh, it's... I thought it was a cancelled project. I'll tell you about the PlayStation right. uh, when we get to that point so All that right. you will understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we'll talk about Amiibos at some point. I hate Amiibos. <laughs> Why don't you teach me about Amiibos, Seiji? <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the news. They're uh, evil. <laughs> they, they are evil. Um, so the first thing I wanted to start talking about was a 2D game that is coming to the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Wii U. And the Wii U. That's a surprising what? thing. I know right there. That just took me by surprise and I had already read this article. NPC. It's called Mechazoo, an indie game that its developer, the Good Mood Creators, calls a throwback 2D platformer. Uh, it's coming to consoles and PCs in the back half of the year, uh, and this is from the GameSpot article. Have you seen the trailer for this yet? Nope. Well, we're going to watch it right now. I'm very excited for any 2D game that comes out. Well, I will uh, add a link to that in the description. I had not heard about this. I thought it looked really cool. What do you guys think of the trailer? Three games I thought mm-hmm. about when I was watching the trailer. Donkey Kong Country series. Okay. Sonic. That's one of the ones I thought of. And Super Meat Boy. Oh, Trine came to my mind as well in terms of visuals. Trine, in purely of, of graphics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we can deny that it looks a lot like Sonic. Um, there's it definitely does. a lot the of it there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. Have yeah. you guys ever played Chameleon Twists for Nintendo 64? No, I have not. It's, it's an older game. Um, okay. Not great. But it, it had <laughs> a lot of that in it, just with the tongue reaching onto things and kind of grabbing. So to me, it looked like a cross between Sonic and Chameleon Twist. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking definitely Sonic was one of, one of the first things. And then graphically, of course. Uh, Guyana Sisters, that sound? Uh, okay, well, that's another somewhat indie game. That. Had a similar art style to that going on. Uh, that looked great, you know. I, I wanted to bring in some indie games to the show since we were, we usually talk about some of the mainstream I'm stuff. I'm always happy to see like true yep. multi-platformers. Yeah, Absolutely. I know Get on everything wrong. that was great. That's kind of rare. Like even when we're reading the article, it took me by surprise. Like, really strange. But it the seems only... like that's what they would want to do because isn't it? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to market it to in- yeah. any platform that you possibly could? The last one that I can think about uh, as a multi-platform is this one. Uh, Watchdogs. Watch yeah. Well, uh, Rob had a poster. So I was talking about that. <laughs> yeah, pre-order poster. Right? Yeah. Ooh. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I check it out. Think definitely. we'll play it for the show. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think we should. Yeah. Indie well, games tend to be pretty quick too, which is nice. Yeah. So that was uh, that one. Not uh, ter- you know that was I'm pretty excited to talk about a cool looking game. The next article I have is another one from GameSpot. It was all over the web. And that's uh, Bethesda is going to be holding its first ever E3 press conference. And I brought this up 
because I love E3 and I want to start talking about it right away. Just a little dev info. Bethesda is a video game studio. It's in Maryland, U.S. Their products include Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Rage, Dishonored. They produced Evil Within and uh, Wolfenstein. Played any of their products? Yeah, I played the Evil Within and I played Wolfenstein. Um, a great company. They make really good kind of like survival horror Open world games. games. So yeah. very, very excited to see whatever they're working on. Always top-notch stuff from them. How about you, Sage? Did you play any uh, Bethesda games? I have a Skyrim? Or... Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. The, the important part for me bringing this up it's pretty cool to see a new developer holding a press conference because I always feel like there should be more. Like I, I get so hyped for E3 every year. I, I, people, there's there's yays and nays about about E3, but for me, it's always like this is a week of of a lot of fun. And really, the press conference is only like the first two days. I want more. Give me more press conferences. I was when I first heard Nintendo was going to not do one anymore. I was sad, but then they did the Nintendo Direct, which I kind of, is kind of better, anyways. So. Yeah, I, I think it's great. What, I mean, what do you do? You guys, E3, I'm assuming you all love E3? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm notorious for, you know, skipping years, and then no. I'll, I'll always, you know, after the fact, <laughs> read the whole thing of what I can find on it. I um, watch, I'm bad for that, so... I watch it live, even while at work. I have it on <laughs> streaming. I have to watch while they're going. I, I tried watching it with different people in different years. I never had a consistent group, but maybe this year we can try to watch mm-hmm. them together. And talk about the stuff, but yeah, anything. I mean, well, we have a whole hype segment, so we don't have to talk about that now. But, but yeah, E three, it's like what four months away, three and a half, like three and a half months away. Yeah, it's June. Yeah, June. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. If it's anything like last year's, it's gonna be great. Last year's was good. It was. Good. Do you remember? I, we talked about this a few episodes ago. Maybe you were no, you weren't part of the episode. It was a spinoff episode, Marshall. Do you remember the silly Nintendo Direct where uh, Iwata and Reggie fought Dragon love, Ball Z style? Love it. Wasn't that great? You saw that too, right? I, I, I didn't see it, but I watched. I listened to you guys' episode, and I'm like, I gotta see this. So I googled it, and yeah. I found it, and it was pretty hilarious. It's hilarious. It's so. I love. Okay, Nintendo. <laughs> but everybody complained about Nintendo not not having the conference, but they had like a lot of coverage. Their afterwards. direct was fine. I thought it would more than did for it. The Treehouse. Yeah, yeah, it was like all day thing, right? Yeah. Square Square Enix had a, a channel devoted to like an all day thing as well, mm-hmm. actually. Which I I like that stuff too. The press conferences are exciting. They're they're they're, they're not so much. They're like the the show you come for, but not not the meat of the meal like you get that later and that's when sites start telling you what they've been seeing and stuff but mm-hmm. the, the excitement is there during the press conferences the reveals you're always waiting for the reveals remember how hyped everyone was when Nintendo ended on fireworks that year during the Nintendo uh, <laughs> Nintendo Land <laughs> they were like yeah one more surprise oh, for you and okay. those fireworks remember how excited and happy everyone was when they saw those fireworks and not a new Zelda game were they <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that all they had was just fireworks it was just fireworks <laughs> People were so upset after that. That was the last actual press conference, I believe. But I so, yeah. the funny thing about that 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 conference particularly is it started off so well. That was like the like the high roll music was I think it was the live uh, orchestra. I think that was started with Pikmin three. Okay, so the live one was the year before then. Was it? Yeah, that was recent. It was when uh, Skyward was uh, released. Okay, so in like two, well, I don't know when Skyward came out. Twenty twelve ish. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I remember that was that was a classy opening. I remember watching that and seeing the the orchestra. Man, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, not to get on too much of a tangent, but you in a few months you're going to be seeing something a little something special, right? Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see the Symphony of the Goddesses thing. That's pretty cool, eh? That is very cool. Where's that at? There's Montreal. Uh, well, the one that I'm going is to Montreal. Montreal. 
Uh, video games live? Yes. Yeah. That's are you a, going? No. No. I I'm going. Are you really? Yeah, I'd I, love to check that out. I want to talk about. I want to hear you talk about your experience, and I'll talk about mine when I go. Mm-hmm. But uh, video games live next. Actually, it comes. Uh, I'm going the day before my birthday in March to see that. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, if you guys never have never heard of any, any other covers, check it out. You know, you can see some on YouTube. They're great. You got some news, right, Sidney? I got more news, but let's take a break from me talking. One of you two. Who wants to talk about some news? I can talk about Devil's Third. Sadie's up. Let's so have you guys uh, heard about Devil's Third? Yes, kind of. It looked kind of sloppy when I saw it the last time at E3. Mm-hmm. That was about a year and a half ago? Maybe? A year ago? No, they revealed it. Was it just last year? Oh, yeah. E3? yeah okay, so AG, last year. It was IGN exclusive, I think. It was a weird looking game. I'm, I don't know much about it. I haven't followed it. What, have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never heard of it at all, so why don't oh, you yeah, like tell, me? Tell him about Devil's Third. So last year, mm. Nintendo had Bayonetta 2, which is a, a game not in the line of the Nint- classic Nintendo style of, yes. of games, right? So this year, this year's Bayonetta is Devil's Third. In terms and of it's a really like violent game in terms of, of, of theme, uh, yeah, yeah, rather than gameplay. Right. Although it's kind of like action shooter. Who's developing? Do you know? Is it Platinum? It's probably not Platinum. No, no, it's. But the game director is. Uh, Tomonobu Itagaki, which is the director of the game Dead or Alive series. Oh, okay, okay. And he was responsible for the revival of Ninja Gaiden. So it's, it's he, the guy has some recognition. Oh, Ninja Gaiden. Okay. Yeah. Those are known for being very hard games too. Uh huh. So it's like really hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hardcore experiences. Um, so he released. Uh, I think it was on Facebook, like a hype note. Okay. Saying how this this is. His biggest game of his life, really, and Ooh. it's like double the amount of a, of any like AAA game. Wow, and it's some strong words. So really really talking it up. Yeah, yeah. So be careful says, that much hype. Yeah, indeed. So basically, he says that Devil's Third is, isn't simply a shooter, mm-hmm. but an unprecedented massive shooter to be played by tons of players. So that's interesting. That is interesting. There's, there's lots of shooters. With not in the Wii U, though. Not in the Wii U. Okay, yeah. okay sure. True. The game contains a lot of elements, well over the volume to be provided by two regular games. Then he goes and saying <laughs> something about what's that mean? This game will be the biggest game of my life, and it took two years for the concept working and four years for the development. When did they? So uh, that's at least. Did they start developing for a different platform? Do you think before? Probably. Well, I guess Wii U would have been in the works for a while before it was announced. So they probably was working on it before. Hopefully for that platform. That's that's pretty big. And, but and I don't know if you guys play Ninja Gaiden. I mean, the new. I played, I played, new, I played the new ones. And he says, "I'm sure you'll dig what I mean if I say we spent four years to develop Ninja Gaiden." Huh. That's very so, true. They're pretty slick games. They, they are very slick games. They look just phenomenal. And I know Sadie doesn't like cutscenes, <laughs> but uh, their cutscenes are really, really well done in, in Ninja Gaiden. I think so, you know you're a fan of the show when you already come in knowing that Sagey doesn't like cutscenes. So this was just released like a couple of hours ago, I think. That's great. Well, oh, that's wow. timely. Yeah, well, so that's it won't be timely when this releases on Sunday, but mm-hmm. timely for us right now. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't excited at all, at all when I heard about this game, and now I'm kind of... Just a quick segue from exactly what you're saying to, to keep on topics. One of the other pieces of news I have is... From the uh, Devil's Third creator hints that Fatal Frame Five will be localized. Yes. So that's a good. Talk about that. What so is that? Fatal Frame is a series that I don't have a lot of experience with. I own the first one, and 
I, a lot of my information comes from Marshall, who's unfortunately dead or something. Mar- Marshall was the Marshall? spinoff episode. You weren't part of it. Non canon. Well, that Marshall, guy? Marshall, something, and uh, so he loves Fatal Frame and Survival Horrors, and and so it's it's a game where your your play is usually a vulnerable female. Uh, they haven't changed that up yet, and you're taking pictures of ghosts and all that stuff. So I, I don't have a lot of experience with them, but I'm I'm looking forward to playing the first one actually, and and getting the rest of them. But it's pretty cool because it, it to me that sounds like a game that's super benefited by the Wii U gamepad, right? You're taking pictures. It's like our Pokemon Snap episode where we pitched Pokemon Snap U. Pokemon Snap. Right? So they're the only other franchise that has a chance of, of doing it right. So I'd love for it to come over here. I want I want the Wii U to have more games. Like I want the Vita to have more games too, mind you. But those two systems would only benefit by having more stuff come over for them. And I'm sad that Marshall's not here with us today. I, I would have would... met Marshall. <laughs> he would have had a lot to say about this and maybe we'll have a follow up if he if you're you know when he returns he was a great guy he was a good he was a good man I hope you can hear me out there somewhere Marshall you know we miss you and if you ever come back to life I want you to tell us your hype for this game he's yeah. in a better place maybe we can yeah. get Ghost Marshall in our next episode <laughs> yeah Ghost Marshall um, Fatal Frame so much just to get him with a camera have you played Fatal Frame I've never played it but my girlfriend mm-hmm. um, is into the series and I've been looking at trying to get them I've seen that there are some out for 3DS mm-hmm. um, and that's is there of, yeah, yeah there's w- at least one out maybe, maybe just DS maybe it's just DS not 3DS huh. I didn't know but that there is one out and uh, I've been trying to procure it it's on my list of games they don't release all like the one for the Wii never even came over here now there is a, sort of an organization right that is trying to to bring the game or, or put pressure on It's a Facebook group called Bring Fatal Frame 5 over or something like that. There might be a more serious one. You're talking about something akin to uh, uh, Project Rainfall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I hope there is. I If there I is, I'd so. like someone to tell me about it so I can join in. I, I want them to bring it over. That'd be awesome, right? So you said that the, the fella who's designing... What was the The Devil Third? What was it called? Devil's Third. He, so he also designed the Dead or Alive fighting game series, mm-hmm. is that what you said? That's pretty cool. Dead or Alive 5 is coming out oh, yeah. later this, this week. Yeah. So, it was oh, yeah, it's is, it a, is it a port or is it a fish, official release of Dead or Alive? I'm think, I think it's an official release. Like I, I shouldn't say official, that's not the right word. Is it, did it come out on the PS3 and Xbox 360 already? Or is, it, like, is this a next-gen version of it? I think it's a next-gen version of it. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't play... I I haven't played Dead or Alive since Beach Volleyball. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what a fantastic game. That was back in like 2003. Yeah. I played it in college, you know. Um, I, I used to play, I think it was Dead or Alive 3. That it came with the 360. Okay. Um, and I... I like the games. Oh, I, I, I don't like much fighting games, but the countering system mm-hmm. in, in Dead or Alive is great. And I, I look forward to playing the fifth one. I think I might pick it up. I have uh, Dead or Alive, um, the first one, for the Dreamcast. Oh, fancy. Not in case, though, so it's kind of sad, actually. I've never played beach volleyball. It's, uh... I had a fun weekend playing it. It was, it was more of a joke, of anything. Well, that's a pretty good One of the unlockables of that game uh, is straps. Literally two straps that go over her breasts. And ah, that's it. That's cool. And I used, to call, I used to call her straps. Ah, okay. yeah, so. Does it have the same thing as Dead Alive if you like put the age up to 99? I don't know. I, haven't, I, didn't, I only rented it. 
uh, I don't want people that to paint a bad picture of me. Least, uh, that was like uh, like you know twelve years ago. I don't play Dead or Alive Beach volleyball anymore. So no, no, I know, don't, I don't have a problem with me over it. You got any? I got some more news. But do you have anything? Um, you know, kind of the biggest thing that I wanted to bring up here was one of my favorite game series coming out. Um, it's pretty much PC exclusive game. It's like Good. The, the Total War series games. Okay. Have, you, have you guys ever played Total mm-hmm. War at all? It's kind of like RTS turn based strategy type game. One of my my favorite types of genres. Okay. Um, they're great because they're very historical. They do their best to be historically accurate. Um, they have a really, really good team to kind of work okay. on that. And their latest incarnation, well, they did back in 2012, uh, Rome 2 Total War came out. Uh, very mixed reviews. I'm a fanboy, so I loved it. Like, that's just... <laughs> we all have fanboys. That's what show. I mean. Like, you yeah. don't take what I have to say for serious, but... Um, when it comes to Total War. But I, I really liked Rome 2. There was some hiccups with it, but it's a great game. A lot of DLC came out for it. And now, the next one they're coming out with yeah. is Total War Attila. So, based on Attila the Hun and his conquest. Oh. So, it's pretty much a direct sequel to Rome. It's an expansion in a way, but it's a standalone expansion. So, you don't need it to Rome to play it. And it's coming out next week. So, if you don't like RTS games and you don't like uh, historical games, would you say Total War would be a total bore? I would, I would, but it's it's great. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, There's a, um, a another uh, an RTS that I might have heard of. It was like uh, World of Starcraft or something like that. World of Starcraft. That's an RTS, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you're, you're playing as orcs and you're like fighting to save stars. That you, you heard of World of, World of Starcraft? World of Starcraft. Yeah. World of Starcraft. MMO. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an RTS, right? Is, is, isn't it a puzzle game? I think, yeah. So is Total War a puzzle game? Oh, uh, you know, I, I would say there's puzzles in it, but, okay. uh, you know. Just well, if you like puzzle games, then pick up Total War. There you go. All right. Actually, okay, yes. <laughs> Um Another little, little news article I have is, uh, so apparently, the definitive edition of the new DMC series, Devil May Cry, definitive edition, and I, I guess there's Virgil's Bloody Palace is a, is a new area, and it's supposed to be Ridiculously hard. I'll read a little blurb from IGN. Uh, Ninja Theory has revealed new information about DMC Devil May Cry Definitive Edition's brand new combat arena mode, Virgil's Bloody Palace. The team revealed that the new 60-floor combat arena will offer players a serious challenge with the mode split into three definitive waves of increasingly difficult enemies. Now, I bring it up not as a DMC fan, but as uh, just to kind of bring on the topic of very, very, very hard games. What are you guys' opinions of extremely hard games? I've always enjoyed extremely hard games. It, it gets you coming back. Obviously, not so hard where you're banging your head against the wall because mm-hmm. you can't get through the first, you know, introduction or first kind of real serious part of the game. But I've I've always enjoyed very very difficult games, but difficult in the correct way. You know, not difficult where you know a or jump it's cheap. Yeah, yeah, you know, a game where you die and you're like, hey, that I messed that up. The yeah. game didn't kill me. My poor judgment and my my poor gaming skills killed right. me. So, Sage, have you played any? Hard, hard games that you can recall? Oh, yeah, many. What mean, do you especially like? Especially in the NES era. Can you think of... Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Like, the original? That's, that's one of the... Yeah. Have you beat it? Before? Yes. Oh! Wait. Save uh, states. I... Last boss. I can't beat him. Have you beat the last boss even with save states? Yes. Save states before you fight the boss or even during the boss fight? During? Oh, I don't count that. I can't. If you had saved... So it was just an infinite continuum? And then just, I, I just kind of got to practice in. Yeah, I, I can credit you that. I had to see the credits. That's <laughs> uh, I remember them, but, but you see, okay. So game difficulty is a really, really 
blanket term for a bunch of things. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, of course, that's true. So there is the kind of difficult that it's difficult because what you have to do, mm-hmm. it's difficult. But now how? Now not the controls. You you know what I mean? Challenging rather okay. than difficult or just impossible to. Like there are certain games that are so clunky. The controls are so bad that are difficult. Just like landing on a platform is difficult because here the collision oh, detection is bad. The controls are bad. Or I don't know. There's no contrast. Or there are certain games that you think something is a platform and you jump over it and it's not. And things like that. Mm-hmm. So a game that is very well made and the, 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 you can understand the mechanics and you can talk in the language of the game is talking then that kind of difficult I enjoy. There's another level of difficulty in that same vein where you could have a game like that that's not extremely difficult, the controls are good, and it's not broken, but you get such limited lives or continues that it becomes difficult in the sense that you fuck up twice and you have to redo all your progress over. Mm-hmm. Those are the games I like save states for just because I don't want to have... Because like, nowadays in modern games you usually get a continue option. Yeah. And it Modern can still be spoil you for that. Yeah, and it can still be difficult. Like I was playing Sin and Punishment recently. I mentioned it a few episodes ago, and I found the last two bosses so hard. And I had pretty generous continues with them, like I had infinite continues. But it put you in a spot where you started the fight over again. But that still took me a few hours to beat. But I, but it was fair continues. I found I still had to fight them all over again. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mind that. But when you just mess up once and then you mess up a couple times. And you're starting at the beginning of the game. That just that bothers me. That, that that makes me not want to grind to beat that boss. It makes me just want to stop playing the game. Yeah, absolutely. I find that a really poor game design option. That's an old. And that's a way of increasing the longevity of older NES games. You know, the the last game that I played that was really really hard, but I enjoyed it immensely was uh, Super Mario 3D World. The crown level, right? That you were mentioning, man. You have to play it. You, I, you play I, it? I've played it. I've played you, it. Have I've not played it. it. I haven't been. Oh, no, is it that hard? It's amazing. Or we can do a mini episode on it sometime and mm-hmm. force me to try and play just, it. Just, just about that, that, <laughs> that level. That level, because I have a friend. Okay, it's really, really hardcore. Again, Dukes, the, the guy who introduced me to Comparative Smash. Right. So we're following up. Okay. Okay. So this guy, <laughs> he recommended this game a lot, and he told me about all the special levels and all that. Yeah. Didn't beat this level. Until I told him, hey, I beat it. I, I and then he had to go back and play it. I was in a Super Mario 3 World tournament and I couldn't get past level 1. I was out of the tournament. <laughs> you should stop joining games. <laughs> but then there's the kind of difficult, like, like Battletoads. Oh, man. That gets harder when you have more people. Usually yeah, it's easier. Well, that, that's the problem with Battletoads is that, you know, when you play with a friend, you should have an ally. You have more of an enemy than an ally in Battletoads. What's the farthest you've gotten in Battletoads? Um, I've gotten past, I think, the third level. Is that the uh, the bike one? Yeah, yeah. I think I've gotten there and maybe maybe passed it once yeah. and that's mm-hmm. it. How about so you? That, that, that's another type of difficult, right? Oh, man, that game. And then there's a type of difficult that mechanics are good, you kind of understand the game, mm-hmm. but then... You die at level three, and then you go back to the beginning. So that's that, that's, that's the worst difficult to me. That's the difficult to me that forces me to redo stuff over and over again when I just want to get to keep playing the game and progressing. I don't want a game that's superficially eight hours when in fact it's really forty seven minutes if you know how to play the game. But I appreciate those types of games where you you memorize them and you go through it quickly. But but just having to replay it over and over again just it's annoying. 
Which one is for the NES? Ghouls and Goblins or Ghosts oh, and Goblins? Oh, Super Ghouls and Goblins. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Ghouls and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins. and Goblins. And Ghosts and Goblins. And Ghosts and Goblins. Super. That was hard. That was, they are hard. All of the, the PSP version is like one of the hardest. Especially because, like, I'm sure you all know that whenever you complete Ghosts and Goblins, you find out that it was all a dream, <sighs> and then you have to actually beat the game again to actually see the end. You have to go back too, don't you? Get to the end. Yeah, you have to go all the way back. Then you have to go through again. It's kind of a tease that they do that. Um, it's not worth it. What does everyone think about the video game where you play through it? And, you know, it's kind of medium challenge, not too bad, but you know, enough to keep you playing. Mm-hmm. And you get to the last boss, yeah, no and it's just like impossible. Example of that. No. Maybe an experienced player of this game will be like, well, you're just, you're bad. Uh, learn to play. Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings for the, the DS. That game is a simple RTS strategy. Have you played it? I haven't. No. Well, okay, it's an RTS game, like a baby's RTS game. And the game was super easy, but I got to the last boss, and I could—I actually couldn't beat it, and I got frustrated enough that I just—I stopped playing it. Yeah. Now, granted, I only put in like a night's nice effort, and then I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to play this anymore." But it was enough—it was hard enough for me for some reason to turn me off from playing that game anymore. Well, the the final boss in Final Fantasy three, like the real Final Fantasy three. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I played on DS. What's your name again? I don't. Recall. I, I was, <laughs> it's gonna bother me now. Cloud of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. That last boss. Is, is retarded. I beat her. You, did you really? I did, I actually, because I beat every mainline Final Fantasy. Oh, that, I'm impressed. I've, I've, I've tried so, so hard to beat the last boss. There's a trick to her, I think. I, I almost had, I think, a few times, and I didn't just try once or twice for a few hours and then cut it. I think I tried this purely on the last boss, probably about five hours. It wasn't memorable to me. I can't remember. The more memorable hard boss for Final Fantasy for me was two's boss, actually. Where it was hard, but if you equipped the blood sword, which was like a mid sword, it was a joke to beat. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember beating the third one. It took a few tries, but I don't remember it being like super frustrating. There must have been a trick to the fight that I, I had read about. You just had maybe. I, I could not beat it for the last I, It was a DS one that I beat. Yeah, too, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. What about games that are hard like rhythm games? That's oh. the revolution. <laughs> Guitar Man. I want to do an episode of Guitar Man. Have you ever played it? No. Have you played it? Guitar Guitar Man? No. Oh, people haven't even heard of it. I love that game. It's one of the weirdest rhythm games ever. I have it for PSP. We will play that for an episode sometime. It's not even very long, but that game has some, some hard difficulty modes and a really hard boss. Oh, it's so fun. But yeah, what, like Elite Beat Agents? Uh, Elite Beat Agents. Uh, awesome. Guitar Hero. You know, Guitar Rock Hero. Band. I've played those you know, games. And it's kind of difficult that you... It's impossible so to beat at first run. Yeah. You just have to keep trying and trying and trying. It's so satisfying. So well, it's different, but those, is, those, those games are about muscle memory. They're chunks, too. You, you play them a couple times, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, this is fun, and like, I can't do this time. But you keep going back to it and playing it for a few minutes. It's not like you're grinding through levels and levels to beat this thing, and then you have mm-hmm. a bunch of progress. And, and those games are social games, too, so you play it with friends, usually. And I used to um, play the Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and sometimes I would be inebriated while playing it, and I found that I played better actually when I was. I think I think a lot of people. Would <laughs> yeah, I, found, I thought I could focus more while playing. And now that you mentioned <laughs> multiplayer, there's an, another type of difficulty, which is when you when you want you want to be competitive, right? Oh man, yeah, I get competitive a lot, especially in games when I shouldn't be because I'm not good at them. But I used to get play a lot of PvP in World of Warcraft, and I would get really competitive in those. I remember one guy. We were, I was I was leveling with a friend and, and we were in the middle of, of, of an area and this dude who was about four levels higher than me and, and had really good PvP gear he beat me 
but for some reason it filled me with such anger that I kept hunting him down trying to beat him and I'd always get him down to like 25% and he would kill me and I was <laughs> I couldn't stop I was like oh, I could beat him this time and I kept going back and I, I would burn all my long cooldowns and I still couldn't beat the guy is that in vanilla? no it was uh, BC he was a death knight oh. and I was a paladin and it didn't work out but yeah yeah you're right you know I, I competitive PvP what about you How, or competitive Multiplayer? What? What? You get into that kind of stuff? Well, you, you and I, Mario, Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I started playing. Well, you weren't around for that, uh, Jeff. But we all kind of bought Mario Kart Eight at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Seiji, for oh, the longest cool. time, was the undisputed king of cards. I've, I've heard this. I've heard this at work. But so. over time, I started to catch up with Seiji and was able to beat him like forty percent of the time. It was amazing. It felt great. I was like, because at first when Megan would watch me play, I'd be like, "Fuck Seiji's on it. Fucking Seiji. Not, not not like I hate you, but like." Like, oh, he's going to beat us again. God damn it. And then over time, I was like, oh, I, can, I can actually play against Seiji. This feels really good. <laughs> but then just stop. Well, you know, other games come out. Mm-hmm. Hey, we will we, we will make a triumphant return for the DLC. DLC in April, right? Is it April? Yeah, I April. Can't April's when it comes you, you play Mario Kart 8? Oh, yeah. I, I play Mario Kart 8 probably at least once or twice a week, to be mm-hmm. honest. Still? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I haven't, played, I haven't played it in a little while, but I've well, you know, for me, like, I, I, live, I live with my girlfriend, and her younger brother hangs out a lot, so we, those, we frequently find ourselves gravitating towards three, four-player games. Yeah. So Mario Kart and Smash Bros. is mm-hmm. pretty widely played in my household. What do you think of Nintendo Land? Pardon? Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land? Yeah, you got it with the Wii U, right? No. Wait, so, oh, sure if that. you didn't get the... Ex- oh, you didn't get... The deluxe? No, 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 no. Oh, and you probably didn't either because you got the Wind Waker one. You guys never played Nintendo Land? Either of you? I got Nintendo, I bought it. Okay. But not, it didn't came with the. Is this is a pretty fun game. Nintendo Land is good. Yeah, I, I like, like it. I've never. It's, it's, just, just, you know, on that. it's one of those games that when I when I put the disc in in the system mm-hmm. and I play it, I, I'm always thinking, why am I? Why don't I play this? More frequently. Yeah, I don't play that much either, but right? it's fun. And then I forget, forget it's about nostalgic. It. It's nostalgic. Whenever I have people in my house, yeah, and that's that's the first game I go with. Oh, I, was I, I don't go for Mario Kart or for Smash. I go like, want to play Nintendo Land, right? Because then it has your only chance to play it. Because mm-hmm. you can't really play it a lot. I love the Animal good. Crossing game. I like the Legend of Zelda one. Uh, the Metroid one was really fun. Mm-hmm. I just love the music is in that it, game. Is it a bunch of mini games? Or yeah, something? all based on Nintendo yeah. franchises. Oh, that sounds it's good. Cool. We'll have to play yeah. it sometime. It's so Nintendo good. Is, is an actual like. It's like welcome to Nintendo Land, like a theme park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to rides, and it's a mini game. Yeah, it's fun, man. I totally check it out. Four, four, oh, eight the players. players. Yeah, it's in the game. There's this one where you you have to catch. Like Mario, which is one of you, and then all, all the other ones are just like running around trying to get Yeah. Oh, I love that so, one. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost like a Mario party with almost all the Nintendo It's just games, games. yeah. But, but just pure yeah. mini games, yeah. Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's a bit underwhelming. Yeah, okay. There's something about it that doesn't hook you. Hmm. Yeah. Guys. But it's great. I got some news for you. Here's the news. Next segment. Pickups. Who wants to go first with their pickups? Today? Well, I I was out doing. You're eager. I well, I am very <laughs> eager. I spent way too much money on video games today, personally. Oh, um, oh. well, <laughs> you know, because well, yeah, exactly, right. So so today is the day where Monster Hunter Four Ultimate was released mm-hmm. and Majora's Mask yep. for 3DS was released. So get something special for us, though, right? <laughs> I do, I do. All so right. I did pick up both of those titles. Yeah, uh, fortunately enough. But then you know, I I. I 
I'm a retro guy at heart. Oh, like, yeah, me too. Super yeah. Nintendo is by far the best console I think that they're ever going to make, you know, in one man's humble opinion. Oh, it's a I tough love, call. I love the Super. Um, the games for it were, I just think, so top-notch. Let's stop Stop there for a real quick second, because we always go on tangents. Favorite, so your favorite retro console, hands down, is uh, the SNES. What about you? What's yours? NES? Yeah, probably. I don't know. PlayStation 2 might be my... Really? Going that high up? It's hard to pick when it's... Because retro is usually considered 10 years and older. And PlayStation 2 probably had the most impact on me. But if we're going to go down before the PS1, for example, before the... The 3D era, 3D era would be the SNES for me, too. But, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick, like, you can only pick one but, console that's not recent PS2. favorite console? I, if you were stuck on an so island hard. with electricity, and you could only take one console with you, and have do we get a complete library of games for that console. Do we get virtual console access? Absolutely not. Okay. And what about consoles that are backwards compatible? Do they count as the uh, both? Well, I, sure, I guess it's cheating. That's but, cheating. But, but like, like if you go with like the Xbox 360, let's say you have you get the whole Xbox 360 library, but not the, but Xbox. Not the Xbox. library. All right, not Xbox Zero. All right, I will go with PS2. I have to go with. So, it. is your favorite retro console in your favorite console of all time? I don't. Yeah. I guess, well, if we're going, yeah, that's yeah, answer. I guess no, no, it's a solid. It's a solid. I, but don't get me wrong. Like, I, I feel like you know, I'm letting the Nintendo part of me down. I love Nintendo games. I'm just as much a fanboy as. as as you probably, but but yeah, PlayStation Two I think would be the, my console of choice. It has a huge library, and it had the most impact on me when I started taking gaming seriously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, PlayStation Two. Yeah, I understand what you mean. So many RPGs, and that's my favorite genre. Favorite console of all time? Super Nintendo. Absolutely, favorite Nintendo. Nintendo. retro console. It's, favorite, well, what was your I, favorite I can't console? Can't console? We use you your favorite do. console, really? Really? It's so early, it's so though. New. Yeah. 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 I know. How do you know it's your favorite? I love it. <laughs> Okay, so, well, that's can, a can surprise. I, can I ask, what's your favorite game for Wii U? Because this has to be your favorite game guess. of all time. We have to guess. Wind Waker HD. I love it. That your Because fa- that's your favorite game all the time. Oh, right, right. I yeah. should know. Yeah. I should know. He's wearing the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can sell the shirt on, too. But really, I mean, the games that I that I, that I played and I, and I loved, I loved, like, overall, in, not only from this generation, but... In general, I think Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart. I think so, too. Yeah. I think Smash Brothers for Wii U is the best Smash. I'm with you there. I think... Well, I think Wind Waker is the best Wind Waker. And from the two Wind Waker, this is... This is <laughs> wow. Well, well this that's kind of obvious. This is I the can't. best one. I the Wii, I mean, the Wii version, I like it more than the original version. I think Super Mario 3 World is... It is a great one. Yeah. Mario 3 World one. It's amazing. I really Underrated. enjoy it. Totally. It, it's a Is it underrated? I think everyone. I think most people. It. Yeah. it didn't win Game of the Year. I remember being annoyed okay. by that. So what most people say is, is, "Oh, but it's not a real Mario. It's not a Galaxy not, Mario." Oh, oh, good. oh, oh so the Marshall were here. He, that's like, people like to divide Mario into two D and three D. Three worlds is a multiplayer Mario or something like that. I played a single player. I, I think absolutely. I don't think it's my favorite. Okay, I think that goes so to World or Three, but Three D World. The thing that the thing is that it doesn't have a multiplayer mode. It's the same game. Oh right! Get, Either way, you, you don't can sweat. join in the game yeah. while uh, so I'm playing. Then you can join. You, just, in. you can drop out and too. So yeah. it's it's very pick up and play. I there's always something to me missing when I think about the recent Mario stuff, and but that's because of nostalgia. When I think Mario, my favorites, I think Tanuki suits, exploring worlds in different paths, uh, a bigger world map with more levels. There's always less and less levels in all the recent Mario, but these levels are like. In the new Mario games, like toned to perfection, and they're different. They're so different between mm-hmm. each one. That's what really impressed me about 
Mario 3D World was how every level just was different. And they are always throwing in different mechanics at you, and it felt fresh the entire way through. So, you know, I could see why, if you were ranking Mario games, that, that should be high up there, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I wouldn't say 3D World is the best Mario is because I don't think it's as, it's as charming as uh, Super Mario World. You like World Mario in 3? In the map. Uh, yes, I like It's that. so hard. I can't. World better than Super, Super Mario World especially has that kind of extra bonus content at the end. Yeah, that's that, true. That is very, very Star fun. World. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very challenging. It's one of the first games I ever beat, actually. Yes, it's yeah. same, same. And... Uh, for that, I would. I, Super Mario World, I think, is probably the best mm-hmm. one as well. So. Yeah, I could, I could. I could probably be convinced yeah, that because of the like map. Three. The thing that you said about oh, the map is the best best part of those of yeah, those games. The That's the maps in the recent Mario games kind of suck. To be honest with you, they're kind of bland. I agree. Especially Mario World. World. Oh, it was. I thought I, they're just like flat planes. You just run. Like I was just thinking of the Bowser one. It's like so boring. And especially because they kind of be like, oh, you can blow on your your <laughs> game for some coins for coins. Yeah, yeah. and then so you can find hidden coins. That That's the thing about World. You found paths mm-hmm. that branch out, yeah. and it doesn't really. It's yeah. not that kind yeah, of exploration. It's definitely much much better. Also, Pikmin Three, amazing game. Man, he's for the Wii U. What about uh, High Rewards? Best Zelda game ever. I haven't played that one. <laughs> no, best Zelda game ever. Really. After Wind Waker, best Zelda game well, ever. Well, Hyrule Wars, <laughs> barely, barely <laughs> Zelda game. You know, Bayonetta two is retro compatible to to me because I skipped the, the, the previous generation. It's great. Well, if we start bringing the virtual console, then yeah, Wii U has all those all the previous Nintendo consoles. So, of well, course we can't, we can't. That's like I said, yeah, we, we don't count the. Re- if you're re- locked, yeah. trapped yeah. on an island, yeah, there's yeah, electricity yeah. with the full. Wii You'd have like ten right. games to play. That's the, the rest problem. of your life. Or as I'd have like twelve hundred from the PS2. That's all right. No, no, no. Full? So this is a hypothetical situation. Okay, okay. Uh, he's he's so got a point. All so the future releases. So yeah. yeah. He would get oh, okay. he would get the and future Wii It will be really cool because if you send me to the island today <laughs> and I get to play games that I, I don't even know they exist, so it will, I, I'll I'll do right. it for years. Three years from now, uh, we're still going to be doing bonus barrel. And... We will we'll come what, back to Why did you laugh? I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of hubris. We're on episode like seven right now, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, we're going to be here three years. I hope we're here, and uh, we'll come back to you and be like, so, favorite comments of all time, is it still the Wii U? Yeah. What if the new Nintendo comes out and there's four games on it, and you like those games a lot? Maybe you'll just switch. I don't know. It's, it's not only the... Nintendo Wii U too. It's not only the games. I love the gamepad. The gamepad's cool. Do. We, I really do. I'm, I'm iffy on the gamepad, personally. I, it's just that I can play whenever I. Whenever I like I the gamepad. But ever since I bought a pro controller, I like the pro controller too. Don't, don't even use the gamepad. Anymore. I will usually take the pro controller if the game doesn't need the, the wheel. I didn't, I played pro controller for Bayonetta. Played pro controller with Mario Kart actually. I okay, pro it. controller. I use it for Bayonetta. I use mm-hmm. it for Smash. Mario Kart. Yeah, game I use the GameCube controller for Smash. I th- honestly, the best way to play Mario Kart, nunchuck. I know people think I'm crazy for I don't, saying I can't, this, I don't know, but I think it's the best way to play Mario Kart. I kind of like the nunchuck. And you're gonna see the map. What map? From what? The, the, the map of the game? I don't use the game pad for Mario Kart. I don't know. You don't need to see the I use Pro Controller. Oh, man. Hey, I started catching up to you when I used that Pro Controller. Look, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I think I'll beat you with a nunchuck. We gotta play sometime. Yeah. You'll give me one out of... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> 
Alright, so like, what's the game you? that you got? Yes, yeah, so um, I did pick up uh, a game for my favorite console, uh, the Super Nintendo, today. Um, I don't know. I, I talked to Robert a little bit already. He's never even heard of it. Um, I, I don't know if you have either. It's called Saturday Night Slam Masters. It's absolutely... Oh, it's amazing. Oh, wow. All right. Yes. Guys, guys, sell me on this game. It's my favorite wrestling game. Sell it's, me on it. It's by, by far the greatest wrestling game what of all time. What is it about this game that's well, amazing? first of all, anyone who... It's a Capcom <laughs> game. So Capcom is a good start. The good Capcom. Yes. <laughs> Pre I hate Mega Man Capcom? Uh-huh. Okay. Um so <laughs> this, is, this is the Capcom from Mega Man X. Oh, exactly. Exactly. This, this is this is Super Nintendo Capcom. Nintendo Capcom. Breath of Fire four and three Capcom. I don't know about that. Well Breath of Fire is awesome. So. Breath of Fire is awesome. Alright, so um, you guys got me on a good start. So, I'm I'm twenty percent convinced this okay. is great. Now another great thing about this game <laughs> right. is for anyone who is a Final Fight fan. And you, you play Final Fight? Play Final Fight? Uh, a little bit, yeah. So it's just a beat em up. Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> He's so, a mayor, right? And Hager. Hager's in <laughs> Saturday Night Slam Master. So you do get a cameo from, you know, a Final Fight. Is Poison Fight in there? No. Oh. Um, and besides that, it's just a bunch of random, kind of stereotypical people um, in the game. But it's a lot of fun, a lot of ring moves. You yeah. can pick up chairs, break it over people. Um, very, very colorful characters. Show me the aesthetics of it, Sage. While he's talking about it, bring it, it up. I want to see yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I encourage people at home who don't know about this game to uh, look at the check it out, too, check which it we'll out. probably link to. Even pick up a round of this game and just play it for five, ten minutes. It is a lot of fun. I'm intrigued, actually. It has unfortunately limited characters, but for the Super Nintendo, it's Ooh, kind of that what does you look expect. good. It it is. I actually. Wow. I, I played it only for about 10-15 minutes today when I bought it. Look at that box art too. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of had nostalgia in my mind when I played it. And most games, when you get them, and you mostly have the nostalgia, and you start playing it, it doesn't live up to the hype that you had in your head. Huh. It was actually as good as I remember when and I And Thor's in this game. I played this yeah. game, yeah. <laughs> A character named Thor. Did you ever uh, play the arcade version? I have never played the arcade version. It's even better. I would imagine. It probably would have been. So, um, it's a very, very got some title. Very faithful. Very oh, very? It's just better awesome. because... Frame rate and the graphics. Oh no, but, no, just no doubt. It looks great. I'm just looking at a video here now, and it actually looks really cool. It, the characters good. are great. The characters are seventy percent now, and the powers are the great. powers. Are they great. have powers. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's cool. The and you can get on the top ropes, and like I'm not a wrestling fan, but you can yeah, get on the top either. ropes and do really acrobatic moves. So this is like not wrestling it's WWF not simulator. Game. This yeah. is it's a fun game. wrestling. It's like, it's like a fighting game. It's okay. a fighting game matched with the beat 'em up game mechanics. Yeah, essentially, you still need to pin them like you would in. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's so, not like it's taking itself serious. It's no, goofy. God, no. So yeah, those are the type of oh, games. It, it has the same gimmick as in Street Fighter, where each each uh, wrestler is from a different country. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're definitely <laughs> racist. <laughs> oh, you know, there's there's stereotypes. <laughs> so that's so there's, there's you're Mexican, own. but I've never seen you wear a, uh, one of those masks. I have. Yeah. So maybe uh, I'll look for it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pick it up. Maybe you'll find it without the label. Like I yeah, did. that label's mess. That's what oh, it says. That's... that is not a good retro game. That's just a good game. All right, game. You, wow. you guys could... it's not really a wrestling game. Well, uh, okay, like I, I, I say, you need to pin them, which is only found. No, that's fine. So. Whatever. Say to you, what do you got? Wait, what? What are, what are you going to rate this game in a ten? Metacritic. So I, I cannot damage him. This is not damage. This is like an eight point two. It's an arbitrary. What's your arbitrary number of of this game? I have to give it a thirty-seven okay. out of three apples. <laughs> and what about what are you, you going to rate it? Well, are we going to do real ratings? No, you can do whatever the hell you want. Well, I would give it you know eight out of ten. You know, it's you took good. the real approach. So, all right. Well, I will I'm give it uh, six curiosities. Yeah, I like I, out of ten curiosity points, I am 
No, I'll give it an 8. I might actually look for the game. There we go. Uh, so the next pickup is my pickup. I got the new Nintendo 3DS, which is a terrible name, XL, Majora's Mask Edition. Lucky. It is a nice-looking game, a nice-looking console. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it here, and you know the box is, is actually another nice box, too. Uh, Richard at work said that the box is the same size as the... The Ami box. Was what? The Ami box. Yeah, our, our Amiibo at work said that... Uh, Amiibo? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, so the box is the same size as an N64 box. I wonder if that's actually true. But yeah, so uh, people, I'll, I'll post links to it. I'm sure people have seen it. I, I wrote down some of the, the new 3DS XL uh, differences from from the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, CirclePad Pro, peripheral in the system itself. So that's a little... The, the little nub. Is that, is that like the mouse? I was kind of playing... I don't know exactly. Left. I haven't played the game yet, so I don't know exactly how it works. Well, so I, it, it when works I load up like another stick. Yeah, when I load up Monster Hunter, it's like, did you want to connect your peripheral? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Huh. I'm just going to yeah, say Yeah, no. smooth the camera around. Yeah, yeah. 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 Smash it doesn't feel like the Smash. Oh, that would be... Uh, so just like yeah, on like yeah. the Pro Controller has it. Well, I have it in my hands now, and it doesn't feel that... My normal 3DS Okay. Did they change it? A little bit, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So... Uh, it doesn't feel like like the, you don't get the satisfying click that you get from these type of things. So I'm, I don't know how responsive it is. It doesn't feel like I'm moving a stick. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you have you have yours. Now, feel how sturdy this is compared to to the normal. One. Yeah, this is floppy, but you know it's a lot of use, right? No, no, no. No. It oh, yours like is relatively new. The three like like this like I'm, I have both his old XL in my hand and the new one. And I can't make the 3D out at all in yours, and mm-hmm. I can still see this one. I'm holding it the same distance apart. Uh-huh. So, so everybody complains about 3D. I, I, I never I, use it. I kind of love it. I turn it off every time. I hate it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to try it now it. with this. I happen to like it, but this one is great. So some other changes. Um, so there's actually additional buttons I didn't realize. The ZR and ZL buttons. More buttons. Yeah. Yes. And these are, these are next to shoulder buttons. I did not know. That's an awesome change. Uh, more buttons is always good. Uh, there's a micro SD nice. slot. Now the micro SD. Well, we'll get back to that. Oh, the it's mic- the C stick. We've created. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, the mic. Sense. There's a new uh, storage capacity for it. It's a micro SD, which is fine, except you have to unscrew the back plate to switch the card, and that was actually a little bit of a pain in the ass at lunch time. I, I was was attempting because the screws don't come off all the way. So you can't really tell. So you have to actually start That's peeling it before it comes off. No, it's good if it doesn't come off to so me. You won't lose them. But at the same time, I didn't realize. So I'm here trying to unscrew it. That's that's my problem. The NFC technology is built in. Oh, Alla- yeah, allowing the use of our favorite thing in the world, Nintendo's Amiibo figures without an additional peripheral, which people like you, Seiji, will have to buy. And uh, the brighter, it's a brighter, clearer 3D screen. And battery life is slightly up for the new systems. Uh, it's 3.5 to 6 hours for the new 3DS as opposed to 3 to 5 hours. Yeah, and the new 3DS has an enhanced CPU. So here's the so I, I'm glad I bought it. No regrets. Oh, and one other thing, the buttons have colored letters on them, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I don't. I, like I mean, that. this is another Super Famicom controller. Yes. Yeah. So I love this new upgrade. But here's the issue. I wonder how much uh, developers are going to take advantage of these new features because you don't want no. to alienate so, people historically. That's not the new case. So DSi, how many games put a DSi do you know? Specifically, I don't know. I didn't even get one. Mm-hmm. I had the I had the uh, slim until I upgraded to the 3DS. The DSi was a really good system, but there weren't really like. So this is like the equivalent to the, to the DSi. I think so. Although Xenoblade Chronicles is coming to it. So that's so one that's game that we know game. is just for the system. Mm-hmm. In the only one. So my mixture. Here's my confusion, or not my confusion. Here's my feelings. I want. I don't like alienating the other half. The not even half the. 
80% of the people who have the regular stuff. So exclusive games to the system, I don't want to happen. But I wouldn't mind it being treated where you play this and it runs a bit smoother or a little better. It just takes advantage of the additional stuff. Or you can map the controls or you can use a C-stick in games that would benefit it, like Monster Hunter. But I don't want it so that these games you can't play them on the old ones because you shouldn't have to upgrade to a non to a ten percent difference, even if the ten percent is awesome. Well, although the, the buttons themselves kind of make you worry about that because if they're adding new buttons to a console, it really seems like they're going to be gearing games. You know, I want them to, but I don't at the same time. Well, you know, you want them to because but be at, able to at play the same them. time, I, exactly, I don't want to alienate people. But you're about to say something. Your favorite Game Boy game. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening yes. yes yes was that exclusive I think you can play it on the Game Boy as well but it was black and white okay. I so think. that is your, your ideal solution to this games that are special are enhanced yeah well Pokemon Gold and Silver you could play in the original game I didn't even know this until like <laughs> this year but you could play Pokemon Gold and Silver on the original Game Boy mm-hmm. which is black and white mm-hmm. and, it, and maybe it was missing another couple features but I didn't know but you could play it in the Game Boy Color and you have everything so I guess so within the history of handhelds, this yeah. is equivalent to the Game Boy Color, to the... Yeah. Game Boy SP, maybe? The SP, yeah. Uh, you can still play everything on the SP. Was there, there, I guess there wasn't any software. Yeah, it was, I don't think Game Boy had, Advance had one. I don't think it had Yeah. A, DSi. Yeah. So I guess... Something like that, right? Yeah, it, it's like a half upgrade. They, they've always kind of kept that trend out. There's no doubt about it, but... They usually don't typically make exclusives just for it, so hopefully they, they keep that up as well. But yeah, although, although they did for the Game Boy Color and the DSi, there are some. Well, it, with the Game Boy Color, it's very little. But I, there are. You know, it's color. It was very new. People really wanted it. You know, all this really has to offer is amiibo support, which n- not everyone has amiibos. I don't even open mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> two two buttons here, yeah. and then the C stick. Like oh. that's kind of what it really brings. That, but is, that's not you know different. the better 3D. The brighter, better screen, oh, but the battery life. But These no, are all yeah, small. But they're they great, but none of those are going to impact a game being like, wow, we have to have oh, that only. Yeah, that's, no. And that's what I mean. But that's kind of good, too. But now, historically, that half upgrade that you guys are talking about mm-hmm. always comes really, really close to the next generation of handhelds. I think in a year or two, we're going to hear, you know, next not the C3, but next C3, they'll probably be like, next year is coming out. Whatever stupid name they come up with for the next handheld. Mm-hmm. Let's speculate on a name. Uh, Nintendo 3D XU. Oh, what's the full name <laughs> of this thing? Yeah, this, this is such a stupid name. What? What? Who does this? New Nintendo 3DS XL. Tells you nothing. I, okay, I told my friend last night who doesn't collect consoles. He's a listener of the show as well. Uh, I told him to get into that. He's like, that doesn't. Te- this is terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you just getting a new one? Are you just replacing your 3DS? I'm like, yeah, tomorrow I'm getting the new Nintendo 3DS XL. And he's like... What happened to your old one? <laughs> Did it break? Yeah, so we went from the Nintendo DS yeah. to the Nintendo DSi yeah. to the Nintendo 3DS. I don't mind the 3DS as a name, actually. Nintendo 3DS XL. That's fine. It's just the a new Nintendo oh, yeah. 3DS That's not even creative. XL. The Wii U is a terrible name, too, and so is the it's Xbox short. One. But it's short. Yeah, well... They should they should do they should like kind of rip off Xbox and call it like the Nintendo One Eighty. Yeah, or the Nintendo Original, <laughs> the original 3DS. <laughs> you, um, what's the net, what's the game? You, what what did you bring for us today to talk about ZD? What pickup? You know what? I do, but you got to tell the world. I bought so okay, Amiibos. 
Again, what is um, so by Migo? popular demand? Demigo, right? So th- these are like wood figurines. <laughs> do they do they call them amigos in in Mexico? I will get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. We need to know. Anyway, yeah. First wave, right? Mm-hmm. First wave of amigos uh, came, and there was this thing called the Holy Trinity. So three of those amigos. I think that the, the first wave is like twelve, right? Well, three of those amiibos yeah. were really, really rare, and yes. are still, still rare. rare. Can you can you enlighten a rookie into the amiibo? Yeah, he's world? Oh, he's just an amiibo. First one today. So the three <laughs> ones that are really, really rare are Marth, Wave Trainer, and the Villager. That's from Wave One. Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> those are three lame I, characters. I, I, I went to the store. <laughs> yeah, lame characters. So I saw well, them. Well, Marth is lame. Them and I was, cool. And and I, I saw them and I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy Mario. And Peach this week, and next week I'll come for Yeah, it happened to me too. Once. So you actually had them in your hands and, and put them back? I was at the midnight launch for Smash Bros, got my the Smash Bros Limited one, bought Link, thinking I'll get those later if I, I guess. I could have got any one of those. They were all there. There was like only one or two of them, but I could have yeah. grabbed it. And then the next day, I they're like they're sold out everywhere, and I'm like, well, yeah. fuck, I missed my chance. So what did you get? What do you have for it? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you telling us about? So, I think in a previous episode I talked about with the trainer. The first episode, I believe. Episode. Yeah. So I, I imported it. Now, I got Marth. Bam, now, this guy. The thing about Marth... Japanese Marth. The, the, the coolest of these three rare ones, yeah. I must say. The thing, the thing about Marth is that not only is Marth uh, rare, but it's ugly. <laughs> like, it's but ugly, right? So they call it either their Marth or Mirth. I know. Right. I, I noticed. I was about to say. I noticed you've been calling him Mirth, and I never bothered to correct you, thinking that he's just misspelling Mirth this entire no, time. I'm like, why, Mirth? Okay, whatever. This is Mirth. It's so dirty. Okay, so there's a history to, to the max. The, the, <laughs> the two Marths I saw at retail at Future Shop. Yeah, they were like super derpy, and their their swords are like bent. Oh like, god! Oh, like god. Is, do you have bent sword on yours? Is your Mirth a bent sword? My my. My Marth from Japan is yeah. actually not a Marth. So he's a Marth. Oh, you just smell derpy. They wow. exist. Cool. They exi- you know, You're going to take a picture. We'll post it in the description. They send the derpy ones to America. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. We, always we can't get, handle the We always Marth. get the worst. The sword is <laughs> so straight, but it's definitely not as bent as the ones I saw. So it's a Marth. It's a Marth. It's an actual Congratulations Marth. on your acquisition of yes. Marth. Yes. No. Say it like no. you say it in Japanese. What? Say, say Marth. Marus. <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. Say it again. Marus. Oh, great. I think. I think. Well, that's what it says. Now I don't know. It says Marus. Uh, now I'm, d- it, I'm it doubting you. Japanese characters it actually yeah. has it in, in uh-huh. the English. For those who don't know, wait. Say, there's, 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 there's something else I want to say. Okay. It's complaining actually. Oh, you're complaining. Oh, okay. Shit. If you want to buy a Marth or any anything, yeah. any amiibo from North America, right? You Good can luck. get. Yeah, they're more expensive, but also the shipping is like twenty bucks. I hate that. But in Japan, it's free. That's Why? what you're getting at. I don't. Well, Do I don't know. I, I, I bought this amigo for for twenty seven bucks mm-hmm. from Japan, free shipping. Doesn't make any sense. With, there was another mark for like thirty bucks, but with twenty dollars shipping from Quebec. So you, uh, like I, I can drive to Quebec. It's not right? just an amiibo thing because I do a lot of import games lately. You, you'll know about, and the shipping's always free on all the things I bought from Japan. So let's move on to the next next section of the show. Now, this this little segment of the show debuted in our Minus AG's Proto episode, the episode that never got released. 
we just did a, a we just randomly try to do an episode and we had a game called Voodoo Vince we might actually release this segment just in the future as a, like a bonus and we try to piece together the cover, a game based only on its cover so we have a game today and we're going to spend a few minutes trying to figure out exactly what this game is based on the cover and then as a little bonus of course we're going to read a couple letters from the PSM so this game is for the PlayStation 1 it's called Blast Chamber the 3D rotatable deathmatch and no, the, that's yeah. what it says right there. Yeah, I know, but it shouldn't say. It shouldn't say it. It makes it more fun. It gives, but we like, still don't know what. We still don't know exactly what okay. this thing is. Deathmatch for what? Look at the. Okay, so go look at the guy on the cover. Mm-hmm. He looks like he is an ATV rider or potentially a dirt bike rider. Dirt bike. So maybe this. And now he's bathed in flames. And he has C four on his chest. It's, he's obviously has a bomb <laughs> on his chest. So this man, twisted metal. Uh, That's what it is. It's a twisted metal knockoff. That's his prediction. Let me. So what? 3D rotatable deathmatch. So that doesn't no. tell us really anything. <laughs> so blast chamber, the 3D rotatable deathmatch, <laughs> has a man standing in flames, smirking. He has C4 on his chest, like you mentioned, and he looks like a dirt bike rider. So what do we think this game is about? Well, like I said, it, it, it really does just look like a Twisted Metal knockoff, you know. So we haven't looked at the back yet. So let me read it again. All right. So pretty rotatable deathmatch. So deathmatch. So, so is this like some sort of, like, let's imagine what a rotatable no, what, what deathmatch is. This? What, what does that mean? No, you can't look at the back yet. Oh, you cheated. Um, but what would what would that mean, a rotatable deathmatch? Like, can you rotate the environment? Yeah. Or are you, are you The picturing, camera like, rotatable? I imagine you're on some sort of disc that rotates. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing, like, too. That's why and I think it's. Are a you course. riding? So you think you're the riding vehicles? Some sort of vehicle. He looks like an ATV rider. Yes, me. yeah. I don't know how you see him smirking. You really see the smirk. I think you can see in his eyes. He's totally smirking. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Obviously, this will be posted in the description. You should definitely look at this weird cover. Or you can Google it. Yeah, and it's done by Activision. I don't know, man. I mean, PlayStation games were always to me, like, really. Hardcore? No, not too, hardcore. Too intense. Like, they're a little too extreme. Extreme. Really they're hard to extreme. Read. Really hard to read. So, All obscure and, you know, well, we're going to look at the back now. It's 2096, and having a bomb strapped to you is a sport. So the character... Oh, is all the In the deathmatch of the future, your uniform is a time bomb. Sealed in a 3D rotating blast chamber, you strive to cheat death as walls become floors and floors become ceilings. Time counts down while you and up to three opponents scramble madly to control the one thing that can save you, the crystal. Extend your life or shorten your opponents to avoid a fiery death. Want to play? Uh, And the bullet points. I don't want to die. 60 3D rotatable chambers. Survive 20 multiplayer, 40 single player chambers. 1 to 4 player action. Radical power-ups, including magnetic boots, high jumps, psi bombs, crystal magnets, and more. Deadly obstacles, spikes, lava pits, plasma clouds, laser streams, and other lethal surprise. Never before seen gameplay mechanics and changeable camera perspectives. Turn it in, turn in it, or burn in it is its tagline. What do you guys think? I thought you were definitely wrong. Well, in a way, <laughs> you don't have any vehicles. I think it sounds kind of cool. I think it sounds kind of neat, actually. I, I don't. I don't think it's worth playing. It doesn't no. sound. I it, will. It'll be worth to play to laugh at. But yeah, it could be fun though. We don't know anything about this. There's gonna be fans out there. And maybe out of the four listeners, one of those people have played this 
And if you have played Blast Chamber, I think you should write in and tell us about... And by writing, I mean tweet. And tell us about uh, this game and why we should play it. But, yeah, Blast Chamber. So we were pretty wrong. Kind of. We did we did catch the bomb on his chest. Uh, I give this cover 4 out of 6. Sound about right? I'm seeing a video. Are you? Of the internet and its wonder. It looks okay. kind of cool, doesn't it? So we're looking at a video of it right now because curiosity has worked. And yeah, it's, it's on Mars. It's, it's a what? It's on Mars. It so the, so it looks like it's a two D action. Well, no, you can move around three D. Yeah, it, it, but it rotates. Come on, that's actually really cool. Look, that's actually it. innovative for PlayStation. Yeah, you should. I'll link, I'll link a video uh, in the description. All right, I'm wrong. I'll I'll play it. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I might yeah. try something. That cover is awful. But yeah. the game looks kind of cool, doesn't it? The game looks so yeah. much better than the. So cover. I guess you can. They want to sell you like the cool uh, idea, like cool image, but the game is. The mechanics seem really interesting. So, and okay, so for this segment, we will now, well, we will take, so here's what we do. We look at the cover, guess it, we look at the back, and then we look at gameplay footage, and we see how how accurate and how uh, convincing and how honest this co- a cover is compared to the game in question. Blast Chamber, other than somewhat thematically being appropriate, tells you nothing about the game. And mm-hmm. I think it's a bad cover. Unlike Voodoo Vince. Voodoo Vince, which we were able to piece together the entire game. We were spot on. Yeah. Blast Chamber. Meh, bad cover. Alright, so the last segment, we'll do a, it'll be a short one, is I grabbed, a, I have a bunch of retro game magazines, I just buy them when I see them, and I have uh, the PSM PlayStation Magazine. So, let, let me get this straight. Yep. They, they made an actual magazine from a failed prototype from Nintendo? <laughs> right. So, you Suzuki, <laughs> I have some interesting news for you. There's actually other consoles besides Nintendo consoles and Xbone. Mm-hmm. If you're not... So, there's one called PlayStation. Mildly successful, you know. Yeah, they've had some games. Now, it probably shocked you when I told you earlier that PlayStation 2 is one of my favorite consoles of all time. You're thinking... I thought that was the name of the console, PlayStation Right. Two. So you're thinking like, okay, so you have the 3DO, Philips CDI, PlayStation, all kind of interchangeable, right? Uh-huh. Uh, actually, the PlayStation was a pretty successful system. They had not just one, but at least two magazines. And this is the PSN magazine, August 2001 edition, issue 48. And I just like to read letters from old magazines. They're, they're kind of fun. So I haven't screened any of these. I just grabbed the magazine off my shelf. Letter of the Month. So this is this is the cream of the crop of the letters that came in. Let's hear it. Square has been brought has been bought by Disney. I didn't know when this happened, and maybe you do. I heard they would begin this deal after Final Fantasy XI, but I'm not sure. So stop right there. You guys remember when Disney bought Square, right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad that we're all on the same age. <clears throat> do you guys know anything at all about this? I think it would ruin Final Fantasy if this does happen. So this this guy is looking at the King of Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> oh my god. He's saying King of Hearts. It's, it's going to ruin it's going to oh. ruin Square. So this guy <laughs> that's awesome. So King of Hearts clearly wasn't out yet and this guy seen a screenshot of it from Japan thought that Disney is buying Square and is going to ruin Final Fantasy. Well, so so to respond to this guy, this is by Tommy the sale of our beloved Square would definitely be huge news, and we would have gotten wind of it somehow. But we've never heard anything of the sort. Since February 2000, we've known that Disney and Square were co-developing a real-time 3D action game with RPG elements for the PlayStation 2. It's got a little release in Japan in late 2001, and stateside in fall 2002. The project was nicknamed Disney All-Stars, but is now known by its true name, Kingdom Hearts. Members of the Final Fantasy and Disney teams are still working under project director Tetsuya Nomura, Square's uh, character designer for Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8. 
and we caught a glimpse of the game at this year's E3 show. You can check out the game's, uh, check out the first screenshots and more information in this month's preview section. You shouldn't worry about Square being bought out, though. There's very little chance of that ever happening. <laughs> However, if it does happen, you can still be sure that Final Fantasy series will be unaffected. It's sold well in excess of 30 million units worldwide, and that's something Square wouldn't let anyone tamper with. Square would never sell or anything. Would never, you know... Wait, wait, isn't Square I, something? Square... Square Enix? Phoenix. Square... They moved to Phoenix. Square Phoenix would be a, such a better name. It's a better name than Squeenix. Squeenix. That's a funny letter, actually, because I didn't rehearse it. I didn't know... <laughs> oh, they make, like, facial tissue. Yeah, Squeenix. <laughs> I thought it was, like, one of those squeegee cleaners where people clean cars and stuff. Uh, so that's kind of a funny letter, actually. Cause I, I think how funny that rings with today, how yeah. Disney owning Marvel, especially It's now. a great thing. Yeah. Way. yeah. And, like, honestly, if, like, Disney bought Square... I, I still call them Square, but... I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like, Disney takes wow. things and, and makes them pretty darn good. <laughs> I've got to read this letter. <laughs> okay, this is a weird... I'm sorry. I was listening to you, but I glanced down and saw... Okay, this one's titled Obsession. i, I got to read this in the right voice. <clears throat> okay, guys. Just one question. Who is that magnificent woman in the PS report card article from the last issue? All I ask is that you put her in every article and on every cover. Also, you should do the reveal slightly different. Cut out all the words and just have this lovely woman holding up the game. Oh, I'm sure the report card article is great too, but I was a little distracted. <laughs> Steven. Wow. <laughs> I'd give you her number, but I'm pretty sure that would only lead to stalking charges. If we keep getting such positive feedback, people will invite more nice ladies to model in the magazine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how today they literally have the character, the scantily clad women in the games, modeling their own games now. You don't need them. I, I, I mean, we're not. Let's, let's not get too far into that subject because it's too long and I don't. You know, whatever. But that letter. Is hilarious. Like this guy, he's just—it's like a creeper just writing in, being like, "I don't want to hear about games anymore. I just want you to put this model in every article." And <laughs> oh my, wow, that was really funny. It's—it's it's pretty great how the guy replied saying that you know stalker. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah the response pretty good too. So you know, as usual, we've gone on forever. That's what Bonus Barrel does. So we're going to close here, guys. Check us out on SoundCloud. You know, like us on Facebook and Twitter. And also, we're on iTunes now, so if you want to rate and subscribe, I hear that helps a lot. And, you know, the more people who see Bonus Barrel, the better, right? And also, I, I really want the people out there who are listening to us to, to kind of get involved and, and suggest us uh, topics, games to look at, you know, ideas, comments. I, I want people to kind of be a part of the show. I, I really want a community to come from this, to, you know, recommend us games that we haven't heard of. Correct us when we're wrong. You know, you're a big fan of Blast Chamber, you should tell us. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's it for this episode. I'm Rob, and... here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and our, our first guest... It was great to be here, guys. Thanks for listening. You'll see more of him, for sure. And uh, have a good one.